We've got blood, we've got destroyers, so you know what that means. Welcome to another exciting episode of Blood and Destroyers, an all-elite wrestling podcast, sometimes brought to you by RPGR.com. <laughs> I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today is Sev. Afternoon, Brian. Afternoon, AEW Galaxy. I've got, I've got a simple little stable for you this week, and it is basically Al Snow, Mahavali Shira, Hollywood Hayes. Al Snow's in a lot of your stables. And Cash Flow, and it's simply, it's simply called Go and Watch Wrestlers on Netflix, because it's fantastic. <laughs> I swear you've put Al Snow in like four or five different stables now at the beginning of shows. Yeah, to be fair, he's he's a good one to put in. <laughs> so you're enjoying the uh, the new Netflix show? Yeah, the new Netflix show, Wrestlers. I've watched it all night. It's only seven episodes. Um, oh, you finished first, it already? Yeah, the first episode, I was like, this is okay. And then by the second episode, it starts to sort of like build like a proper wrestling storyline would. And it has like a crescendo and like twists and turns in it and yeah i'm pretty sure it's sat at like 100 percent on rotten tomatoes at the moment so everyone's thinking everyone who's watching it think it's great so rotten tomatoes on rotten tomatoes yeah <laughs> so if you like wrestling and you want to see a bit of the inside stuff and uh, a bit of OVW. what's that show actually based on it's based on ovw oh that's right that's right yeah, That's yeah. Right. But like yeah. Kyle was even talking about that show like several weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think he might check it out too. It's very, very good. Give him some ideas for Bruce Worthy. <sighs> it's a terrible gimmick. That wouldn't even get over an OVW to be fair. <laughs> But yeah. it would get over an impact. Maybe. <laughs> Special shout out to Occam's Laser for the excellent intro theme of the podcast. Go check him out wherever you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and X. You won't be disappointed please take a moment and do us a favor if you'd be so kind head on over to apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drops a quick rating into review really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow and remember we are on patreon now as well patreon.com forward slash rpg era check out our tiers see what we're doing if you feel inclined toss us a couple bucks each month if not continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well and of course Special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zanku. Missed last week again. That's okay. Uh, you know, going to keep happening from time it to time. Happens. And it that's happens. okay. Yeah, it happens. This time it was probably my fault, I think, this time, actually. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, wasn't feeling the best. And we missed a pretty interesting, well, did we? Yeah. Did we miss an interesting week? Yeah, yeah, we've missed a bunch of news, to be fair. Yeah, we've missed a bunch of news, but I think the most dominant news over the last several days happened after we would have normally recorded last week anyway. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if we missed anything crazy by skipping last week. Uh, obviously, we missed out on talking about dynamite and collision and i'll be honest i don't remember anything that happened on either of those shows now because i generally live my life day by day <laughs> lucky if i can remember certain things that happened earlier <laughs> i get that i get that. have to write it down <laughs> so i take loose notes um but yeah news wise there's been quite a bit and I feel like we should mention the WWE releases. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't think I don't think we got like a day last year that it happened, but we definitely did like the year before and the year before that. But yeah, yeah, the regular reoccurring WWE Day of Cuts, as it were. Which they kind of timed, I guess, right? With the introduction officially of TKO, the new company that is now the parent company of WWE and UFC. 
Um, a lot of corporate jobs were erased yep. on the day of the merger and they were like, well, I don't think talent's affected, right? Cause talent isn't usually considered employee. They are independent contractors. Um, but then like a few days later, I think it was maybe not even a few days later, we found out that there were going to be a round of cuts for the talent. Forget what day it was. I think it was like last Thursday, maybe Wednesday or Thursday last week. I don't remember. It was definitely in the middle of the week and some interesting names let go this time. Yeah. Do you have the list? I don't. Okay. Do uh, you? No. I know, okay. I, know, I know we dropped uh, Marseille and Mansour, the maximum male models. Um, we lost We lost Emma. We lost Dolph Ziggler. We lost Top Dollar. Um, he fell over the top rope too many times. He did. He just didn't get over. Um, yeah, Here's the list you posted. Oh, you got it, have you? Yeah. Dana Mustafa Brooke. Ali, Dana Brooke. Yep. You said Emma. You say Rick Boogs, you might not nope. have. Aaliyah, a- Elias, uh, Riddick Moss, I think you might have said. You did say Top Dollar. Shelton Benjamin. Mm-hmm. You said Dolph. You said Dana. You said uh, Mansoor and Mace. And then some people that I don't know who they are. Yeah, unfortunately. Quincy Elliott, Debo Cato, who sounds familiar. I think he was like, is it Commander Aziz? Oh, was that him? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shanky, Ulyssa Leone, Daniel MacArthur, Bryson Montana, and Kevin Ventura Cortez. So... Interesting names in there. Mustafa Ali, who campaigned for his release a few years ago and was denied. Mm-hmm. Um, Elias, who feel like that dude did everything they asked him to do and got severely over, but never was rewarded for it, unfortunately. I'm a big Elias fan, by the way. I think he was... <laughs> what what a cool gimmick. Um, really enjoyed him. Dolph Ziggler, obviously, is a star. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, those three. I want to see those three in AEW. Mustafa Ali, Elias, and Dolph Ziggler. See, I think I'd rather see Dolph Ziggler, Elias, uh, Mason Mansour, all in, like, Impact, obviously. Um, but I think Mustafa Ali and Emma, um, maybe Rick Boogs and stuff could do some good stuff in AEW. Rick Boogs put out an interview that basically said once Vince McMahon disappeared, he uh, he fell down, like, the, the ladder sort of a thing. I guess Vince was... His big supporter. Okay. Um, he wasn't the best of wrestlers, but he had that, you know, bodybuilder body that McMahon likes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plus, you know, McMahon was always big on characters and Rick Boogs is basically a character just in general. So um, yeah, he was putting out something that said like there was someone there that had it out for him or something that after McMahon went away, which is kind of, yeah, which is why we stopped seeing him like last year at some point. Uh, okay. Because he was all over the place with Nakamura there for a bit, wasn't he? Playing the guitar every time he would come out. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people liked it. They did that. Funny. Yeah. But yeah. Um, unfortunate to see people lose their jobs, but uh, I think several of them are probably relieved. Specifically, Mustafa Ali's Mustafa probably Ali. thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> probably thrilled. I know Mason Mansoor put that thing on social media that I put uh, in Discord, right? We may be yeah. cringe, but we're free of our WWE contracts. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a lot of them are probably hoping to end up elsewhere, and it'll be interesting to see if they do. I think I read they all have a traditional 90-day non-compete. 
Okay, fair. So the other name that was released uh, that was not part of this was Matt Riddle. Yeah, and he's another fairly big name. But from what I've heard, he's had a, a lot of issues. So some uh... some drama, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did they say? He just broke the straw one too many times or something like that? Like, he ran out of chances? Yeah, yeah. I think he had um, quite a few. Was it like wellness policy violations and stuff? Yeah. But yeah. And all that might fly just fine over in Tony Khan land. It may be. I I've mean, seen, you, seen you look at RVD, say... you know that man still smokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen a couple of people say maybe he needs to do like a Jeff Hardy sort of like get himself clean sort his demons out and then and then come back sort of thing uh, we'll, we'll see if he sticks around or what he does i guess it depends all what the demons really are yeah yeah if it's just weed there's nothing wrong with weed <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you right now yeah. rvd man still going yeah saw right. him again right. we'll talk about it later <laughs> so what's that? exciting was- there was another name that obviously wasn't released from WWE, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it, and that's Jade Cargill. Gone from AEW and signed to WWE, which is interesting, right? They just got rid of a bunch of people, and from what I read, Jade's contract is definitely not small. Yeah, I thought it would be. It's uh, it's an it's main contract. roster money. No, it's yeah. not. It's it's supposedly a main roster deal. They're working on creative for her. Um, she has a pretty loose lucrative contract from what the websites were saying and uh good for her yeah i think i'm gonna name- miss her because i think she was getting better and she was definitely you know one of my favorites to see always thought her costumes were we just talked about this a few weeks ago and i was like oh she's back sick yeah, like her yeah. costumes are so awesome at pay-per-views well shit i'm not gonna get to see one yeah true i think uh the name trade wwe's not gonna let her dress like a thundercat probably I think the uh, name trademark for is like Jaden Parker or something. That's what I've seen floating around. So Jaden okay Parker? Yeah, yeah. It's not as good as Jade Cargill, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I think, I think this is... Jaden Parker is awful. <laughs> fair. I think this is something we've got to kind of um, assume will happen. Like if AEW have... Jade Cargill's her real name, right? Yeah, yeah. But then you Cody Rhodes work. is his real name. I think Cody Rhodes was big enough by the time when he went back. I mean, Jade Cargill's big enough, let's be honest honest she should yeah be yeah Cargo. but they, they probably tie her down to uh trying to own her name like they do with most frankie monet yeah yeah um but yeah i think we should expect this from talent that's like homegrown in AEW that becomes that has potential to be like a mega star is that once their contract is up like wwe will offer them big big money and i don't i don't blame her for jumping ship to be fair like she probably got offered something ridiculous what are you renaming mjf to in 2024 Maxburg? No. We'd probably keep MJF, but be known as like Marcus John Freud Freudman or something. (laughs) Marcus John Freudman. (laughs) Terrible, terrible WWE names. (laughs) Oh, you're so stupid. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, any more news you want to talk about before we talk about some AEW and make some predictions later. We got pay-per-views once a month now. We have, we have. There's, there is uh, one name that's rumored coming to AEW, but I'll save that for the end. Because okay, it ties, all right. Tie, I think it ties into WrestleStream. Okay, fair. Well, that being said, shall we begin this Grand Slam edition of uh, Blood and Destroyers by going back to last Wednesday. Arthur Ashe Stadium, Queens, New York. Dynamite. Light the boom. Light the boom? Bring the boom. (laughs) (laughs) Light the 
boom, bring the fuse. We'll yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Might I die. Um, okay. <laughs> Five things. No segments really on, well, there was a video vignette package, whatever you want to call it, of uh, Roderick Strong in the hospital in a, in a hospital bed. Hilarious. Yep. It was great. But most of the matches, minus the women, all had 10 plus minutes with three of them going 15 plus minutes. So they definitely devoted significant time to the wrestling, which is kind of what we wanted to see for Grand Slam. Um, you know, you had mentioned hopefully they just cap it at five, which they did. Mm-hmm. So. And they ex- obviously because they expanded into Rampage and turned that into a two hour, which I forgot they usually do around Grand Slam. I should have known that they would do that. But I'd forgotten. Anyway, we ranked five things. You have the segments, which means I'll take the highs for Dynamite. You'll take the lows. We'll swap later for Collision. What is your, and probably mine, number five? Uh, number five for me is going to be Chris Jericho versus Sammy Guevara. That's the one. Number five for me as well. Yeah, I think uh, it was all right, but it was probably the weakest. Uh, match of the show. Um, I wasn't too keen on. Was his name Monteezy? Wrapping Sammy down to the ring. Didn't think something, that was something like that. I didn't write yeah. his name down. I actually forgot somebody wrapped him down to the ring. To be honest. <laughs> Fair, fair. Um, I did like Sammy's gear, like the Jericho-inspired gear. That was cool. Um, I did really enjoy where Sammy did the pose and then Jericho posed on top of him and then he poked him in the eye. (laughs) That was very funny. There was also a great line from uh, Tony Schiavone. I think they they bumped into the announce table and they knocked like all the drinks over and then Tony just pipes up with like, we need a Spanish announce table. Uh, Obviously in reference (laughs) to... The Spanish announce table always being the table that got broken. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that that was very funny. Uh, Sammy hit a nice co-breaker. Uh, Sammy, uh, he missed a big old moonsault, I think. Um, Sounds about yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he misses a super kick on the uh, side of the apron, and then he has to do it again. That was a bit funny, but we did get a nice top rope cutter. Um, and then a top rope lion salt from Sammy. He, like, into the middle rope, like, just jumped straight onto the top of it and did a big old uh, lion salt. That was cool, but the knees were up. And then we finished off with a nice shooting star into a code breaker, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that might be the most amount of notes I've ever heard you take in a while. Oh, mate, I think I think all my notes are about that long this week. <laughs> <laughs> you were on point this week. Yeah, I think it was because all the matches got a good amount of time that I got a good amount of notes to get in for everything, to be fair. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. Um, the match itself, there was some good moments. Uh, the end in particular, I thought a lot of the sequences they were doing were, were kind of cool, right? And you could definitely tell that they worked on it and was some nice chemistry and flow there. But, uh, man, should have saw the end coming. Yeah. I didn't consider that, uh, well, first off, Jericho wins, right? So, and then, um, I forget how. Was it a Judas effect? Was it a Judas effect? I don't remember if it was a Judas effect that he actually finished with, to be honest. But I think I it was think... the uh, shooting star into the code breaker that was the finish of it. Was that, was that the finish? I think so, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, there was a handshake, and then Sammy, expectedly, I think, I think people expected him to turn heel, uh, kicks Jericho in the balls, and out walks. What I didn't expect was Don Callis. I didn't think Sammy Guevara was part of the Don Callis storyline. Oh, okay. As much as he apparently is a new member of the Don Callis family. 
Yeah, it's just Sammy going from one stable to another stable now, isn't it? It basically is, yeah. And I think they tried a face push with him, and it was just like, yeah, it's just not, it's just not faces. So we're gonna have to make him heal again. Just not that great on the mic. <laughs> just unlikable. It's just got a face you want to punch. So. <laughs> but uh, with that, we're gonna get a nice match at Wrestle Dream, a uh, trios match mm-hmm. that we technically find out on Rampage. We may as well just mention it now. Okay. We're not going to, even though it was a Grand Slam edition, we're not going to in-depth discuss Rampage. Uh, It's going to be Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, and Chris Jericho taking on Konosuke Takeshita, Sammy Guevara, and Will Ospreay. Yeah, who called Poutine Mountain? I think I did. But now Jeff's a big up to Jeff, who's now redubbed it uh, because Ibushi's in there. It's Golden Poutine Mountain. Just reminds me of JR. Why's everything got to be golden? (laughs) He said that on Collision like a month ago. Or no. No, that was at uh that was at all out or all in in London. That was during the uh trios match there with the PC gold, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guns up. Yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> Golden Poutine Mountain. What a dumb name. Yeah, I know, but it's good. What a dumb name. Uh okay. Number one for me is right before that, the opening of Dynamite for the ROH world title and NJPW strong open weight titles. Claudio Castagnoli taking on Eddie Kingston. So I had to set number two. Oh, what's wrong with you? Oh, it's because I because I didn't watch Grand what Slam live. What a moment! Live. Yeah, I didn't watch Grand Slam live, so I'd already scrolled social media the next day, forgetting that I'd not watched the wrestling yet, and did get an spoiled idiot. on the outcome. Yeah, I know. So if I hadn't seen the outcome of this match and watched it like blind, then I think I would have put it at number one, number one star, but. Because I already knew what was coming. Oh, this was so good, man. Such a physical match. The storytelling between these two guys is... It's been top tier for a while now, um, right? They just work so well together and build off what they're able to do and what they've already done. Um, was really, really nice having Ian Riccoboni there mm-hmm. on commentary. I sorely miss him on Saturdays over on Collision when he was filling in for Kevin Kelly. I wish that he was still over there. He's so much better than Kevin Kelly. Even like I just said, turn Collision into a three-man team. Just have it be Ian, Kevin, Nigel. Because yeah, at least fair. then it's more man. Manageable. It's like Excalibur, Shivani, Taz. Yeah, and they've got they've got the chair there already because they have the chair there. Yeah, for JR on chair's the main fucking event. there. <laughs> yeah, so just put Ian there for half the night until the main yeah, event. Yeah, Ian then... Ian stays till the main event, and then well, Ian stays the whole damn time. Kevin can Ke- go. Kevin Kelly out for the main <laughs> event. <laughs> Sorry, Kev. Yeah, but uh, man, this this was phenomenal. Well, so many near falls. The crowd was on absolute fire for this match. Kingston, the hometown hero, looked like a star and finally got the big win. He finally did it. He did, yeah, yeah. There's been some nice stories on uh, on the socials about, like, Kingston having to sell his gear during the pandemic and thought he was going to have to retire because he couldn't afford to, like, mortgage his house and stuff like that. So he was going to have to get a real job and then managed to sort of hold on and then got an opportunity in AEW. And, now, yeah, he gets his uh He, he gets knew his it was flowers. his final shot, I think, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. this has been the run of his life and it's because of the emotion that he's pouring into it. And it's that emotion that's connected him with so many people mm-hmm. he definitely for you it weirdly fair. took forever <laughs> look it, at it, this it. bum coming out in his fucking <laughs> worthless gear shit he should just sell it during the pandemic that was you yeah to be fair i was a hater to begin with <laughs> i think because his matches with like suzuki and ishii that sort of like won me over i like them so 
But yeah, yeah. This was a very, very good match. I really liked it. And Claudio shook his hand. He did at the end. I've seen on uh, on 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 X the uh, Kingston's just put up that he signed a four year deal with AEW now. Good for him. Um, yeah, he kept it on the low because he didn't really want to talk about it. But then, yeah. So, but today he's he's told everyone that he's signed for another four years. So that's perfect. Really cool. Yep. Glad he's sticking around. Yeah, me too. All right. All right. Back to uh, you. Uh, number four for me is going to be uh, Ray Phoenix versus uh, John Moxley. That's number four for me as well. <sighs> Yeah, if only I've got that uh, that number one you right. Fucked it up. Oh, I fucked up the Heisen. I ruined the Heisen. Sorry, he's not Heisen. around anymore anyway. Yeah, where is he? Is he, he injured? injured? I think so. Broken spooky bone or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this match was pretty rough on the outset. There was like... Oh, Phoenix right from the did, start. Yeah, Phoenix did like a big septon off the ramp and it seemed to have shook Moxley. And I don't know whether this was like... Concussed him. Then No, that's they're saying that's the moment that it happened. Yeah, but yeah, he was... Mox was kind of like... He was wobbly getting back on his feet and like Phoenix tried to roll him in a ring. Commentary kind of, called it... I think it was Excalibur called it out immediately. Like he noticed yeah. it, which was crazy. And people were, are definitely probably throwing so much deserved shade toward Rick Knox. He's not the best of referees yeah <laughs> he's the he's the referee if you remember speaking of the pandemic era when they were at uh daily's place he's the referee during the dark order match with the elite on an episode of dynamite when alex reynolds was knocked the fuck out okay and the blade and the butcher had to like drag him over to the corner and tag themselves in um <laughs> dude was just fucking out cold and Rick Knox looked at him and was like, oh, yeah, he looks good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, dude, he was out cold. <laughs> you just left him laying there. Um, he's not the best of referees. That's fair. That's fair. But Mox sort of like, he did sort of come around like a few minutes later because he was pull, he pulled off like uh, an unhooked DDT to Phoenix. While, like, yeah, I mean, Mox is, a, Mox is a fucking beast, dude. <laughs> Should he have worked way. through that? Probably, Probably not. not. Especially but. if it was a concussion. Is he willing to? Yeah, because he's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. We've got a, a beautiful roll-through pop-up cutter from Phoenix. I really like that. Phoenix is probably the best I've seen it doing that. Very, very nice. And then we've got uh, a huge leg drop off the top rope over to Mox, who was draped on a barricade, kind of like a RVD's uh, spinning leg thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that looked fairly nasty. Um, we got a nasty Gotch-style power driver to Phoenix, uh, curb stomp, and then another power driver. Um, but yeah, I think the, the big part of the match was obviously Phoenix doing the fucking Phoenix driver to Mox. And uh, going for the the ref going to count for the three and then stop in when Mox clearly didn't have his elbow up, his shoulder No, up. didn't kick out. Mox was sitting there saying, finish the count, count the three. And it's like, fuck you, after he didn't count the three. <laughs> he did. So, yeah, Phoenix picked him up, gave him another Phoenix driver. Ridiculous. But, yeah, that was that match. And that was an audible called mid-match because of Mox's injury. Yeah. Um, not knowing how severe it was going to be. And I think that just tells you Mox probably isn't somebody that should be wrestling at that level two to three times a week. Okay, fair, yeah. I mean, Orange Cassidy pulled it off somehow. Elil Delavikingo is pulling it off, but the dude almost crippled himself the other day or the last week or so at the Ring of Honor tapings. 
almost fucked up his hip, but he's fine now. He's I think he wrestled oh, okay. this past weekend because he's insane. They, but they take, um, him, take him away in a wheelchair, didn't they? Somehow? Yeah. Like somehow he's pulling it off at a high level. But I mean, Mox was already beat the hell up, right? We've been hearing all oh, vacation this, vacation that for so long. Um, he's never really gotten a break. <laughs> So I, that's why I was shocked when he won the international title, like when he was kind of put in that storyline. Yeah. Because that's always, that's been like the workhorse title of AEW. Phoenix can pull it off. Oh yeah, Phoenix can go. Yeah. Phoenix is no longer the Phoenix of Ray Phoenix. So yeah, it's got a fucking singles title now. Yeah, what did you put an international champion that can't travel internationally? Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't go to all in, could he? Because of, uh, I think it was visa issues. So yeah. <laughs> the international champion that can't fucking go international. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Shit writes itself, doesn't it? Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, all right. We have two things left. It's the actual last two things of Dynamite. And uh, number two for me is going to be the main event. World title. MJF taking on Samoa Joe. Yeah, that's why I had it number one. I had a feeling you had those two switched around, and that's okay. Um, I personally considered putting this at number one, but I think the storytelling was a bit better for me between Kingston and Claudio. I will say, however, the single greatest thing AEW has ever probably done is the uh, spoof of the Brett the Hitman Heart <laughs> video package with the kid in the back standing with his dad. Go get him, champ. And Bret Hart stopped and would turn around and walked up and, like, put his glasses on the kid. They did that, except it was MJF. <laughs> it was so fucking good, dude. I enjoyed the hell out of that so much. Um, dude, he whispered in the kid's ear, didn't he? And the kid was like, Dad, am I adopted? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, another hard-hitting match. Both guys looked fucking phenomenal. A lot of near falls once again. Um, a match that honestly had me on the edge of my seat. I didn't think Samoa Joe had a chance, right? Like, right. I would have thought Joe more had a chance if they would have done this match as we discussed at Wrestle Dream as opposed to Grand Slam. I would have thought Joe had a better chance to win. Um, um, seeing it on Grand Slam with the storyline of MJF's neck and everything that they're doing, I just, I had a feeling he was going to walk away with the victory. Um, I like how they got there, right? Kind of pulling out all of his tricks, the devil's playbook sort of a thing. Yeah. Uh, what he used his wrist tape, I think it was, to choke he did, Joe yeah, out choke at yeah. the end. Yeah. But, dude, this match was excellent. And MJF took a fucking beating. He took a thrashing. Um, he yeah, took a beating. I, I, I was like predicting MJF to walk out with this one, but like Joe was so dominant during the early parts, and he was just he made it all look super vicious. He did like a a Death Valley driver onto the apron, which looked fucking horrific, uh, and then he was just like laughing maniacally the whole time. I was like, <laughs> this this is ugly for MJF. Like he's just getting his ass handed to it. Uh, he even took like a pile driver on the exposed panels, uh, and then the medical staff checked up on it and then Joe beats all the, the medical staff up. But uh, fair play to MJF, he managed to get Joe up for like a Liger bomb. That was pretty impressive. Uh, and then, yeah, we got the shenanigans. We got like low blow, diamond ring, low blow. Um, and then MJF managed to kick out a muscle buster, which was cool. Um, and then Adam Cole came down to help out. But Adam Cole... <laughs> Uh, he took a little fucking funny, funny little jump off that ramp. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that fucking Sweet ramp was knee. killing everyone. <laughs> right? 
let's not use that ramp again. Last time they do that for a stage. Right. Um, Put some yeah. damn stairs on there. So I think what I've heard, Adam Cole's on crutches at the moment. So hopefully yeah, he uh, tweaked his knee or tweaked his ankle or something. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Um, not yeah, good. Yeah, very good match. Very good match. It was. Yeah, it was. Good way to end uh, Grand Slam. Yeah, definitely was. Definitely was a good, uh, good, good main event. It was probably yeah. better than what um, MJF and Roderick Strong would have done, so I'm happy with it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we got one thing left. It's you. It's both of our number three. It is, and that is uh, the phenomenal Tony Storm versus Soraya. Yeah, women's title on the line. New music for Tony. <sighs> Such good music. Glorious. It's so good. She's using the... Uh, the Titantron video that they debuted at All In, right? The mm-hmm. one when they played uh, the UK National Anthem, the black and white splash screen, uh, very 1930s, 1940s Hollywood starlet type of a, a poster image. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. That entrance was, man, she might be my favorite thing in any women's wrestling right now with this gimmick. <laughs> Fair, yeah. And they turned the uh, like the screen black and white as well. So when she came in. Yeah, very like... Goldust uh, style entrance, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I even think, I think I said in Discord, man, I have a feeling Dustin had a hand in this somehow. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, uh, you say this match didn't go that long, went under 10 minutes. Uh, it was the only match to fall short of the 10 minute mark 8 minutes 53 seconds that's fair that's fair um yeah there were some really good uh parts of this i really enjoyed uh tony going under the ring and then ruby dragging her back out only for tony to have like two slippers in her hands she beats up ruby and then she's got like a heel stuck in the back of her pants so she pulls that out when the referee's looking at the slippers and she hits uh she just hits Soraya with that that was very very funny um and then, yeah, we got a storm. Uh, she kissed Soraya, didn't she? Yeah, big uh, old kiss in the middle of the ring. Gotta love when they pull that spot out. Um, yeah, kiss in the ring and a storm zero, and I thought that was it. And then, no, she kicked out. Soraya kicked out. I was, uh, I was gutted. Um, yeah. I think it's they- too soon to have Tony recapture it. Like, I don't think anybody expected this gimmick to take off like it has. Yeah, yeah. I think it's too soon for her to recapture it. Like, it sucks that they shoehorned her into this spot already. They should have drug it out longer. That's fair. To be fair, I think the more she loses, the more she can descend into madness. Oh, yes. The downward spiral for sure continues. Yeah. But every time she gets in the ring, I want her to win. So it's kind of a yeah, catch-22. No? It is. But yeah, I enjoyed this match. I, I thought, you know, Soraya looked good in this match, too. Um, curious what they're going to do with her. Um, we don't have a women's title match. We have a TBS title match, but we don't have a women's title match for Wrestle Dream. We only have nine confirmed matches. Do we get a women's title match this Sunday at the pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. And if so, who's it against? Nothing makes sense. Yeah, be a bit quick, wouldn't it? There's um, no other storylines going, is there right now? No, but there's definitely Outside of the on... TBS title stuff. I mean, yeah, there's Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday to set something up for, you know, Tony Khan, king of the one-week build. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, defi- there's five hours of TV that we can put one female battle royal for a title shot at the women's uh the women's belt at wrestle dream on so but what would be a good match i don't know shida nyla rose Britt baker see that see now we're just recycling unfortunately like yeah yeah i get that but then sitting here scrolling through the options and like nothing nothing jumps out which is crazy fair so so i'll bring up um 
there's rumors of a, a lady called is it Maria May? Maria May from Stardom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she's apparently signed with Impact and is uh, due to not turn Impact, up. not Impact, AEW. Um, yeah, she's apparently signed with AEW and could appear as close as early as next week. So I don't know whether she walks in and challenges Soraya straight away. But I mean, that would be a good wrestle dream match, if anything, with the Japanese ties. Exactly. She's not Japanese at all. No, no, but she she from Stardom is Japanese, isn't it? So yeah, Stardom's Japanese, but she is, I think, from here. She's so, gorgeous. Yeah, she's a very pretty lady. Yeah, and she's very good from what I've seen. I haven't seen a ton of her. Yeah, I'm not super familiar with her work, to be honest. Jeff but. might be more familiar. Jeff watches a bit of Stardom in Bushi Road, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, man, none of these names on their women's roster. I mean, names I wish we saw more of. Abaddon? Dude, we never see her. Yeah, fair. We never see Abaddon. Um, I would say someone like Sky Blue, but she's kind of tied up in the TBS title shit. Kind of, loosely. Yeah, I mean, she'd have never had, like, a one-on-one rematch, did she, after losing the title, so they could shoehorn that in. But Other than that, we're down to, like, Willow, yeah. Thunder Rosa, if she ever comes back. Fair. Uh, I don't want to see Thunder Rosa versus Soraya, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a wrestle dream for me. That's a wrestle nightmare. <laughs> I think we're all just waiting for Jamie to still get better. Yeah, yeah. Sucks. That's anyway, uh guess we'll have to wait and see what they do. Might not have, which would be sad, but we might not have any other women's matches for Wrestle Dream. Might just have the one and that one. I'm not even that much looking forward to. Fair. Um, How do you rank Dynamite as an overall? Oh, I gave it a five. Did you? Yeah. Okay, I went four and a half. Fair. I thought the Grand Slam was a Grand Slam, so... Fair. Yeah. Do you even know what a Grand Slam is? It's a big old slam. It's what Hulk Hogan did to Andre the Giant. Big, <laughs> big slam. <laughs> so you're going to say, oh, it's a breakfast you can order at Denny's. Oh, okay. No. Is it? Uh, yeah. Okay. We don't get Denny's over here, so. It's also when the bases are loaded in baseball and the batter hits a home run, scores four at once, that's a Grand Slam. Oh, okay. You don't watch baseball. No, no. You guys don't even have any baseball over there, do you? You guys have cricket. You have rounders. <laughs> what the hell is that? It's like baseball, but you, you, you can only use one hand with the bat. You can't use two. So drunk baseball. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Moving into Ring of Honor this past Thursday, September 21st. This was filmed at the Bryce Jordan Center in State College, Pennsylvania. We had 10 matches, actually one of the lighter Ring of Honors in a while. Katsuyori Shibata defeated Nick Wayne to retain the ROH Pier title. Diamante defeated Katie Breet. Lee Moriarty defeated Lee Johnson in the Battle of the Lees. I wish they would have called it that. Yeah. Mercedes Martinez <laughs> defeated Trisha Dora. Athena defeated Angelina Love to retain the ROH women's title. Good. Nice seeing Angelina Love there. I know you were uh, disappointed to find out she was there. Yeah. You're not a sure. beautiful people fan, which is blasphemy. Not massively, no. Blasphemy. Kiara Hogan, Sky Blue, and Willow Nightingale defeated Layla Hirsch and the Renegade Twins in some trios action. Ethan Page defeated VSK. Elio Delavikingo, Metalik, and Greg. Gravity defeated Angelico, Serpentico, and Tony East in some trios action. Action Spanish and knees tra- table. table. Spanish and knees day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, action Andretti and Darius Martin 
defeated Cole Carter and Griff Garrison, okay. um, who was out there with Maria Canellis. Okay. Says that I didn't watch this Ring of Honor, but yeah, she was out there with them. Are they part of the king? They're not part of the kingdom. Maybe she's recruiting them. She's like C.J. Perry. Yeah, right. She's gonna go just get her own clients as well. You don't want to be with me, Miro. I'll just find someone else. Lashley, where's he? What's he doing? Uh, main event. Because they got to be on here. Khan, Brian Cage, and Toa Leonoa, the embassy, defeated Willie Mack. Oh, it's not. I thought it was going to be the workhorsemen, but it's the infantry. Carly Bravo and Sean Dean. The workhorsemen were not on Ring of Honor in a losing fashion this week. They just weren't on there at all. But that's because they were on collision. We'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. But yeah, that was Ring of Honor. I skipped this one. I did not get a chance to watch it. Moving into Rampage this past Friday, September 22nd. It was the Grand Slam edition of Rampage as well. We're still at Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York. We had quite a bit of things. Seven, I think it was. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Seven matches on Rampage. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen defeated Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. It was okay. It was decent. Chris Statlander, Hook, and Orange Cassidy defeated Anna Jay and 2.0. Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange, Angelo Parker, Matt Menard. They are still palling around together because what else are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, the Righteous defeated the Hardys and Best Friends and the Kingdom. So they won a fatal four-way to become the number one contenders for the ROH World Tag Title. Titles, which is taking place at Wrestle Dream. Um, I'm actually okay with that. I'm a big fan of the Righteous. I think they're different and they're unique, and I'm glad that they're getting this opportunity. The Acclaimed and Daddy Ass defeated Dark Order's Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver. They're pretty much the only Dark Order members left. I don't think we have to say Dark Orders anymore. We can just say the Dark Order at this point. They're, they're recruiting. They're trying. Yeah, they got some nice new gear. Yeah, they do. Uh, but they lost in some trios actions for the trios titles. So the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass retained there. Julia Hart defeated Sky Blue in a match that I really wanted to like, but I didn't, unfortunately. <laughs> it was it was not the best. They did fine, but it was not the best. Santana defeated Boulder, which was sad to see. Yeah, that's a shame. Got kind of squashed there, two minutes or so. Oh. And then the main event was the surprise of the show, I guess, because the elite, Matt, Nick, Hangman, yeah. defeated... The Mogul Embassy, Brian Cage, Khan, and Toa Leonoa. They are the new ROH World Six-Man Tag Team Champions. They are. They are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brian Cage, the henchman, he does not have any gold. Nah, the fucking star, man. He's like a henchman, isn't he? Fell down to the hung bucks. So the Ring of Honor champions now are fairly stacked. We've got like Samoa Joe, MJF, Adam Cole, the Bucks, Hangman. Yeah, they put some big names up over there on their titles now. Kingston, Athena still, Athena still, yeah, it's like yeah. she's dominating that division. And then yeah, Shibata with the pure title. But yeah, the, that's a, that's a hell of a set of guys to have, guys and gals to have uh, holding the championship. To be fair, absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, well, still got another show to talk about before we make some predictions. Shall we move into Collision mm-hmm. this past Saturday from the Van Andel Arena in Grand Rapids, Michigan? You and I, once again, just matches, no really segments or anything that took place or stuck out on Collision. So we ranked six things. We will flip. I'll take the lows. You take the highs. Ready for number six? Yep. That is going to be Julia Hart taking on Kiara Hogan. Uh, 
that was number five for me. Okay. Um, much like the match between Sky Blue and Julia Hart the night prior, um, this is a match that I just, man, I wanted to like it. I really did. I like Julia. I like Kiara Hogan. Love Sky Blue, right? I like these girls. Um, but it's just not flowing that well. These matches are slow and kind of boring. <laughs> That's fair. It didn't, it didn't last that long, did it? I don't think it lasted long for it to be long enough for it to be boring. Uh, three minutes, 35 seconds. Yeah. You have to try real hard to make a three minute match boring, to be fair. Well, fair. They, did this, <laughs> they did it. Fair. Um, and again, I'm not hating on it. It's just, it's very slow. I want to like it because I think they're all great and could be even greater eventually but man like that doesn't th- that match doesn't make me excited for sunday Fair. see i know that they said uh as julia were coming down they said she's on a 25 win streak it's crazy yeah i thought dark dark was over like where, where the fuck she getting all these wins from where'd she get 25 wins in a row from ring of honor maybe i don't know but uh yeah i don't think i've seen julia wrestle on her own since Ju- the julia and the jay feud um i thought she looked a bit better here than she did back there um the match as you said it didn't last long um sky blue came down for the rescue got the mess um and i think yeah, she just came down it, to get spit on yeah and i think why i put this higher than uh my number six is because i did enjoy Brody king's um promo all the afterwards. promo okay, yeah i fair. thought that was really really good uh with julia hart stood behind him with like the the black mist like around him uh something something like let the body count rise or something like that's that's pretty cool i did yeah that. it's probably smart to have him as her mouthpiece on the mic like i think that makes the most sense um yeah he's better on the mic he makes more sense yeah i mean she did get a line in on the mic but i can't remember what, what, yeah the what house always was. wins she's what uh, she always yeah. says the house always wins. Oh, yeah i liked it <laughs> It's number one for you. Uh, Number one is going to be the main event, the uh, Ricky Starks versus Brian Danielson in a Texas death match. That was number two for me. Okay, fair, fair. Uh, We did get a brawl into the crowd. Um, We did. We got a ridiculous uh, springboard that Starks did to the outside, which literally like glanced Danielson, but hit uh, hit the security guards and they all went over the barricade. (laughs) That was very funny. Which supposedly was a spot that Danielson did in Ring of Honor. Like, over 15 some years ago or something like that and was a callback from Ricky Starks to that moment because I they they social media X somewhere has like the video side by side of the two moments and they're like spot on uh, okay that's fair that's fair uh, we did get a nice like top rope suplex from Danielson while he was still attached to the turnbuckle so like ended in a sort of like a tree of woe position yeah you like them spider suplexes yeah yeah that's very very cool um I did like when I think Brian was he was kicking Ricky Starks and Ricky Starks just like just caught one of the kicks and he just started slapping the fuck out of Brian's face uh, and then he hit him with a spear I thought that was cool um we had like a label lock and starks went to like pick up the chains i think he was gonna sort of like try and punch danielson with them it kind of looked like he just sort of passed the uh the chains to danielson <laughs> which was very very stupid and then while that lock was still applied aubrey edwards started counting to 10 it was like wait yeah and i think i think someone was it nigel she's he's like why is she counting now yeah yeah it's like no you, they lie on the floor and then you count them you can't count them while they're still in a fucking submission <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb uh but we did get a nice uh is it psycho knee or boo psycho knee boo psycho knee okay, what, what word is boo psycho i don't know i don't know they said what it means oh did they yeah I just don't remember what it was. But yeah, we got a boo psycho knee uh, in 
literally <laughs> <laughs> into a chair, which like split Ricky uh, above the eye, and like a proper a proper cut. Um, and then he stamped, and Danielson stamped on his head a bunch, and then he hit the boo psycho knee with the chains around it to win. Um, which was Danielson was busted up too. Took some was, took yeah, a shot yeah. from the ring bell. It was, uh, it was a shame. I wanted Ricky to win. I know Danielson should have won because he's going into a Wrestle Dream match, but still, I wanted Ricky to come out of this. Probably one. the main event of Wrestle Dream. Yeah, I think so. They're calling it the Dream Match, aren't they? Or a Dream Match? So. I mean, he's like he's the CM Punk of AEW now. Yes, he he's got to have the main event spot. Yeah, and MJF's tied up in a tag team match. So yeah, that's that not the main event the for main sure. Event. No. Ain't putting the righteous on last. <laughs> but yeah, this was a fun match. I really enjoyed it. I like the the chaotic nature, of course, of of a Texas death match. It had blood. I was pleased. Uh, number five for me is going to be Hook and RVD taking on 2.0. Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, and uh, Angela Parker. That's my number six. Oh, wow. wow. Even with Hook and uh, Daddy Magic, huh? Yeah, if you you want to go over your your thoughts of it, I'll run down mine afterwards, but yeah. Um, I thought it was super cool seeing Hook team up with RVD, right, because of RVD's past with Taz. Like, getting a team with the son, I thought that probably was, like, a super dope moment for him um, as as a person. And it probably meant a lot both to him and Taz. So I thought that was cool. I thought they worked well together. Um, very, very similar personalities, which is funny. Um, but the match itself, it was not super long either. Um, technically, it lasted longer than the other tag match that we had on Collision. <laughs> but... Uh, I didn't realize that it lasted. Dude, it was like almost double the other match we had on Collision, which is crazy. But um, it was okay. But I had a number five, right? Like, I didn't put it at number one. or I would put the last time RVD was on there at number one or damn near close to the top. Yeah, I mean, him and uh, it was Jungle Boy, that was, that was a good match. I don't think RVD looked as smooth as he did in that match here. I think it was a little rough in places. I did note did get that a Van Terminator. He did, yeah. So I don't think he did last time. Um, I did note that I don't think they're called 2.0 anymore. Like, when they were introduced, they were just Daddy Magic. And yeah, they Parker. don't call them 2.0 anymore. Um, Even the, the graphic just calls them Daddy Magic. At cool hand Ange. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll still call them 2.0 because it's easier than saying five names than just two numbers. Um, but yeah, I wasn't. Do you know what? The thing that got me, that irked me about this match was I wasn't fan of Hook being used as cannon fodder for RVD to get the hot tags because the majority of this match was Hook getting beat down by Daddy That's Magic fair. and Anthony yeah. Parker um, to get the hot tags in for RVD. So I, kind of, I think Hook did get the red rum in and that was what got us our victory. But but for the for the majority of this match, Hook wasn't built as Hook used to be built. Fair. So, yeah, it wasn't for me. All right. Makes sense. His hair's getting a bit longer and bushier. Too. Yeah, so I think every time he comes out, he's got a new tattoo on him. I always I always look now to see what's new on his body. <laughs> what other weird thing did he get tattooed on him? <laughs> Uh, do you want my number two? Yeah. My number two is that what we're gonna, on? I think so. I've got... Yeah. yeah, yeah. On, we're back to you. Number two. Yeah. Number two is going to be uh, Jay White versus Elio Del Vicanos. And Andrade. Nope. Elio Delo. Come on, Kevin Kelly. <laughs> 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 that was my number one. Yeah. I thought this was uh, very good, to be fair. Very interesting that both men in this matchup are undefeated or were undefeated in AEW. Yeah. Um, 
like Jay White never really seemed to be on the back foot till like late on in this match. There was a lot of it that was um, him him keeping the front foot, uh, and like BC Gold weren't really getting involved at that point. They were just sort of like gyrating and grandstanding <laughs> and hot. Cardblade was on commentary. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. You didn't hear him. He had a lot of good things to say. Yeah, he is shy though, isn't he? Um, but yeah, yeah. So they weren't really getting involved until late on. Uh, we did get a really nice. Uh, it's like a double moonsault that Andrade does, like a moon salts off the top moonsault goes yeah lands and then does another dude it's so cool yeah yeah uh and then i'll I'll always love andrade's he goes to do a big a big kick but as they sort of like move out of the way he spins and does that big back elbow thing kind of like a judas effect he does a god andrade's so much fun to watch yeah he's got a better judas effect than uh jericho has no that's not challenging Fair, fair. <laughs> um, yeah, then BC Gold did start to interfere towards the end. Uh, Juice hit Andrade with his, uh, was it, Collision Cowboy Award? Um, yeah, Collision Cowboy of the Month. What did Kevin Kelly say? Collision Cowboy of the Month, indeed. <laughs> fair. Um, and then I, I really liked a few seconds of the storytelling where Jay White had to use the ropes to pull himself up with Andrade before he could hit the Blade Runner. Um, and it kind of showed that, yeah, both men were kind of worn out. Um, but yeah. I thought this was a really good match. I think this storyline will probably continue. I think LFI should be coming back at some point. Hopefully, it's LFI BC Gold. Do we think Andrade is still involved with LFI? I thought so. With uh, with Andrade sort of fighting BC Gold, it's a 1v4 at the moment, isn't it? So, I would have thought that LFI comes back. Mm, okay. Well, we shall see. I mean, we got them vignettes from LFI like a few weeks ago, didn't Yeah, we? with like them beating the hell out of uh, Preston Vance. Jolistico and Preston Vance. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, oh, yeah, no, nothing else has happened. But so. it's always, but Andrade's not been in any of those. It's always been Roosh, like the cartel leader now. Yeah. And uh, Jose, the assistant. Yeah, fair, fair. Andrade almost feels like a face. Yeah, you're not wrong, but yeah. It's been booked like one, and his reactions have been very positive since he's been back. I always like when he does the figure eight. Shout out to his wife, right? Gross. Yeah, fair. I always think that's cool. <laughs> um... Back to me. Yeah. I have my number three and my number four left. I have my number three and my number four left. Number four for me, I'm on the lows. Yeah. Number four for me is going to be the TNT title match. Christian Cage taking on Luchasaurus and Darby Allen. That's your number four? Yeah. Holy shit, Brian. You're coming around. Uh, no, it's, not, it's my number three. Uh, Why am I coming around? Yeah. TNT title match. Darby Allen, Luchasaurus, Christian Cage, number three for me. Why are you saying I'm coming around? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. I thought this was brilliantly booked, to be honest. I mean, even though it was my number four spot, um, I think Collision, you know, the number one, two, and three uh, were were fairly enjoyable. Um, But uh, so kind of the second half of Collision was much better than the first for me, Mm -hmm. um, the last hour. But this was still a fun way to open the show. But again, going into this, I thought it was such brilliant booking. I knew, and I think everyone should have known, that Christian was going to win this match. Oh yeah, if we'd have if we'd have recorded before this match happened, I would have I would have bet I would have bet all my sad bucks that Christian was walking out with that title. <laughs> yeah, and pinning Luchasaurus. Yeah, yeah. It was probably even the way I would have said it happened. Yeah. I would have maybe thought they would have done like a finger poke of doom type thing, but um either way, like 
the match didn't have to be great. It was okay, but just the way that they set this up and the fact that now Christian is the TNT champion was incredible. Mm -hmm. But I still liked my one, two, and three better. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Yeah, so I I might have been blind to this, but it might may have happened before. But they Luchasaurus's build from the tar pit is that something they've always done? Yes. Uh, Okay, I only picked up on it this week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my god, he's built from the tar pit. That maybe we're getting the tar pit match. Um, Don't know if that's been going forever. Then yeah, it's just me being uh, not paying attention. Um, Why does Penta have a zero on the back of his gear? (laughs) Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I liked how this match was booked. Um, I like that we got that's your belt chance for Luchasaurus when he finally got to hold the belt. That was funny. Um, yeah, and then it was the right outcome. Uh, we'll see if Luchasaurus eventually turns on Christian Cage or if he's kind of just the big dumb oaf and stands by his side. I mean, he's a dinosaur. Yeah. How intelligent are they? I don't know, but if you take something a dinosaur wants, then surely the dinosaur's going to get angry, right? You would think, unless, like, I don't know, you provide for him, feed him, <laughs> take care of him. Feed him more, yeah. Give him a bath, you know what I mean? Luchasaurus and Ryback cleaning up. <laughs> What's Ryback doing? He's not doing anything right now. I don't know. I heard he was coming to the UK, but he's going to skip Sheffield. No, oh, he doesn't want to see Sev. He doesn't want to see you. That's like my favorite Ryback joke. It's like, feed that guy more. Yeah, I think we'll feed him. <laughs> All right. One thing left. You again, somehow. Yeah, it's my number four, but apparently, Brian, it's your number fucking three. It is. Yeah, and that is FTR versus the Workhorseman. Yeah, tag team titles. And this that the workhorsemen looked great, dude. Oh man, I've been saying it. I've been saying it. I was so happy, even though they got like what three minutes, if that. <laughs> yeah, the match was like four minutes long, barely. Yeah, my boy Anarchy Henry is fucking on collision, and he was outpacing Cash. Uh, <laughs> he had some like great kicks. He did a coup de gras, that sort the of slap stuff. Fest, the slap fest with JD Drake and Dax was nice. Yeah, yeah. JD Drake gets in, and he's like whipping up a storm, big slaps and stuff. Stuff. Uh, he got over with this big moon soul thing that got like a holy shit chant. It was like three minutes of ah, oh, there you go. There's the work horseman. Like they get a they get a bigger stage and they yeah they pop the crowd within those few minutes. Yeah, it was it was, it was like, literally just them firing off on all cylinders just to leave some sort of impression. They don't get that many opportunities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was wicked. I was so happy to see it. <laughs> Yeah, if I'd I'd had three more beers in me, I'd have put that at number one. But yeah, it was good. It was very, very good. They're gonna win. They're gonna do it. (laughs) My boy Anarchy. Well, yeah, they they kind of fucked them over last week when like they came out to challenge FDR, and then later on in night FDR were like, "Oh, we're gonna face Aussie Open at Wrestle Dream titles or not titles." It's like, and they were on commentary, by the way. Yeah, yeah, was nice to hear. Um. But yeah, it was kind of obvious they were going to go to Wrestle Dream with the titles at that point. So like, oh, that's a shame. Um, but yeah, yeah, the Aussie Open did cut a little promo afterwards, which was pretty good. Yep, I'm really looking forward to that match. I yeah. am really looking forward to that match. Uh, but that was Collision, and I fell a little bit lower than Dynamite, um, but not much lower. I went four stars. Yeah, I hit four stars as well. Okay, very good, very good. Like I said, I really enjoyed the second hour of Collision. The first hour, uh, it drug on a little bit. Sure. But, yeah, but that was our weekly content from last week. 
We do have several things confirmed for this week already. I didn't actually look to see where they were this week. So Wednesday, they are in Broomfield, Colorado, which I think is just outside of Denver uh, at the First Bank Center. And we know a few things, not much, but a few things. So there will be the contract signing between Swerve and Hangman for WrestleDream. We will hear from MJF and Adam Cole, probably, you know, talking shit about the righteous. Mm-hmm. Willow Nightingale is going to lose to Julia Hart, which is unfortunate. Uh, there will be a sit-down interview with Jim Ross between Christian Cage and Darby Allen, And then there will be a fatal four-way featuring one person each from each of the four tag teams that are competing at Wrestle Dream for the number one contender spot. So Penta El Zaramiedo is taking on Matt Jackson, Orange Cassidy, and Austin Gunn. Okay. We don't know anything for Rampage. And then this Saturday, AEW is in Seattle for Collision, which is actually the same arena that Wrestle Dream is at the very next night. So they're running the Climate Pledge Arena twice. Okay. Um, so yeah, Collision is in that arena. I imagine it'll be set up basically for the pay-per-view outside of probably just the stage or whatever. Um, two matches confirmed for this Saturday night. Best Friends taking on The Kingdom, Matt Taven and uh, Mike Bennett. And Andrade Alidolo takes on Juice Robinson. But that'll take us into this coming up Sunday night, pay-per-view, AEW Wrestle Dream, once again, Seattle, Washington, Climate Pledge Arena. Are you getting it? Wrestle Dream? Yeah. You get oh, the pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. I mean, now that we have one a month, you know, I got to ask. It's not a guarantee anymore. Uh, put a couple of banger matches on then. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll buy Fair enough. I'm pretty much in the same boat. So as of right now, I don't know, again, if this is the final card. Uh, there could be additional matches announced between this Dynamite Rampage and Collision this week. I hope there is, right? At least hope there is a zero hour match or two thrown on here. Mm-hmm. Would like to see another women's match make a make an appearance, whether it is a zero hour, which makes more sense probably, or some quickly booked women's title match. I don't know. But I do think there is potential for a couple, two or three additional matches, maybe four if two of them are on zero hour. So we're going to just predict the nine matches that are confirmed and see how we do. I didn't do so good during All Out. You beat me seven to four i think it was right i think think that score sounds right let's kick things off with a singles match hangman adam page taking on swerve strickland do you want to go first or you want me to go first uh, I'll go first on this one. This one's the reason I'm buying the pay-per-view. Um, oh, is it? I, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Swerve Strickland. Okay. I think this match is going to be great, actually. I'm hoping this is a standout match for Swerve. I'm really hoping he wins. I'm going Swerve Strickland as well. Kind of storyline purposes makes more sense for Hangman to win uh, since, you know, Swerve was like, oh, you know, you can't even get a singles match. You don't win all that type of shit. Like it makes sense for the vengeance. Yeah. But I'm hoping Swerve wins. I really yeah. am. I mean, Hangman's just picked up six man ROH title. So it doesn't That's true. The That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, speaking of trios, let's go to Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, and Chris Jericho taking on Will Ospreay, Kanosuke Takeshita, and Sammy Guevara. I am going to go with the Don Callis family. Will Ospreay, Kanosuke Takeshita, and Sammy Guevara. Okay. See, I'm looking at this one uh, 
quite differently. I don't really know who should win this. But the way I'm looking at it is who's going to take the pin for. Okay. Uh, so the the person most obvious to take the pin for would be Sammy Guevara. So or Chris Jericho. Yeah. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Kenny Ibushi. I'm gonna go with Golden Booty Mountain. Golden Booty Mountain. Okay. <laughs> I've named them. We, me and Jeff have named them, so we might as well back them. <laughs> fair, fair. All right. Well, I'm glad we're split on that one. Uh, next up, we're going to go to a fatal four-way tag team match where the winners will receive a future title match against whoever the champions are. Young Bucks v. The Guns v. Lucha Bros v. Orange Cassidy and Hook. Who are you going with? See, I think this one in the graphic uh, says wins a future title shot at any time. Okay. So I don't know whether that's like a money in the bank situation. Mm, I don't know. They can cash in any time. You just have to, which which were the four teams? The Bucks. Young Bucks, Guns, Hook Orange Cassidy, Lucha Bros. See, you see Bucks versus the winners of the other match would be a very good match, uh, but I think think oh fuck it we're gonna go wild card i'm gonna go with guns oh i also took the guns did you yeah yeah <laughs> i mean Dang if the it. stipulation is there that they can take a title shot at any point then the guns definitely seem like the guys that would run in steal the titles uh start a new storyline but yeah yeah obviously the bucks are always a good choice but i think maybe yeah. the guns should have it i considered going even more out there and thinking about Orange Cassidy and Hook, but I think the guns make the most sense to win this one. I really do. Uh, Next up, we have the ROH tag team titles on the line. MJF and Adam Cole defending against the righteous. I am going with MJF and Adam Cole. Better than you, baby, to retain. Okay, I'm going with the righteous. Are you? Yeah. How how do you think this plays out? I don't know whether it's shenanigans, MJF's neck, Adam Cole's tweaky knee. Um, Tweaky knee. (laughs) But I think, yeah, I think the downfall of MJF, Adam Cole should start to sort of kick in now. Um, And I don't think we had, we had um, MJF and Adam Cole on Ring of Honor telly. No. No, I don't think they're going to appear on Ring of Honor telly then at this point. No, I told you that was never going to happen when they won. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So um, while it'd be sad to see the righteous sort of like get their collision debut uh, just to sort of take this title and go back to Ring of Honor. I do think maybe that is what is happening. Um, Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to go the Righteous. Fair. Dude, I like it. I'd be okay with it, to be honest. Like I said, big fan of the Righteous. Mm -hmm. I would be totally okay with it. I'm just trying to guess smarter here. I want to beat you. Yeah. And here you are picking all these wild cards. I'm going to guess Reckless and still win, aren't I? Or I'm going to do Next up, we have another double title match. Uh, Both titles are going to be on the line. So this is for the ROH world title and NJPW strong open weight title. Eddie Kingston defends both against Katsuyori Shibata, the current ROH peer title. It's unfortunate the peer championship's also not on the line. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, who are you going with? I think it's got to be Kingston, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going Kingston as well to retain both. Especially since the peer title's not on the line. Kingston's not really a peer wrestler, <laughs> right? He's a... He's a fighter. He's a brawler. Exactly, um, yeah. But this is going to be a hell of a match between these two. I'm very excited for this one. I think it's going to be great. But yeah, Kingston should come out on top. Yeah, it'd be nice to see uh, Shibata in a non-pure titles match. I'm not too keen on the pure titles rules. So it'd be nice to see him, uh, yeah, yeah, just have a, a slugfest with Kingston. Yeah, just a banger of a match, yeah. 
Uh, next up is the TBS title match. Chris Statlander defends against Julia Hart. Uh, I don't think this match is going to be that great. <laughs> unfortunately, I'm going Chris Statlander to retain. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll sit with Statlander on that one. Not going to go Julia to pick up the win here? 27-0 and 0 in 2023 or whatever she is? Yeah, this will be like 27. But no, I mean, you could make a good storyline, Julia, winning it. But as you said, the quality's not there really, is it? So we keep on Statlander for a bit. Hopefully that's the case. Yeah, that's the best decision out of this one. Uh, we still have three matches. Next up, the TNT title, two out of three falls match. Christian Cage defends against Darby Allen. Who are you going with? Uh, Christian Cage. Same. I imagine they'll get one fall apiece, right? At some point. I mean, that's usually how they book these matches. Um, Darby's going to come damn close to winning because he always does. And honestly, man, there's always a chance Darby wins. We know that. Yeah, it'd be funny for Christian Cage to get his comeuppance and lose the title early. But then also, yeah, I want to see Cage with that title for longer. So. Yeah, me too. I really do as well. But never count Darby Allen out. There's always a chance he wins. Right. <laughs> Uh, next up, the AEW tag team titles will be on the line as FTR defends against Aussie Open. I think this match is actually going to be stellar. I want Aussie Open to win, but I'm picking FTR to retain. Okay, I'm picking Aussie Open to win. Uh, that's what I hope happens. Yeah, I I take Aussie Open to win this. Guns to cash in, and then we get <laughs> Aussie, Aussie Open gun storyline. So yeah. Okay. All right. I hope that happens. I hope Aussie Open wins. I just. I think FTR is retaining still. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I do. And then last up, I'm assuming this is going to be the main event. It probably should be. Brian Danielson taking on Zack Sabre Jr. Who are you going with? This is a tough one. Is it? Uh, do you not think it is? No. I don't think it's that tough. Okay, I'm going to Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> I went Brian Danielson. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it could be Danielson. He has just won. Um, He's going to win all those big time spots. He probably should. Yeah. He beat Okada, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Fair, fair. Sticking ZSJ? Yeah. I've said it. All right. Let's commit. All right. Well, that's our predictions for Wrestle Dream this Sunday on pay per view. Sev, you and I will sit down to recap it right after it ends. We'll have our uh, looking back at episode next week instead of a usual episode. Be getting about one of those a month now. We are, yeah. That's some wildly different predictions. It's going to be a, a hell of a score by the end of it. Yeah, we'll see how we do. See how we do. A lot of differing opinions there. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, before we get on out of here, we still need to do the usual. Let's hit the gong. Bring in the burial ground. Two weeks ago, I uh, I brought Swerve up and I actually sent Ozzy Open down because that was like, I was afraid they were going on a losing streak, right? Because they had just lost to Jericho and uh, Sammy and then also to who else? They lost to somebody else, like, that disappointed me as well. Oh, um, MJF and uh, Adam Cole, wasn't it? Was it them? Yeah, they lost the Ring of Honor titles to MJF, Adam Cole, and then... But I thought they lost, like, again on Collision or something like that. I don't remember. They they lost, like, three matches in a row, two or three matches in a row. And uh, I I sent them down, and, like, I think the very next week, they were like, we challenge for the tag titles type of a thing. Like, oh, well, all right, whatever. (laughs) Uh, This time, the burial ground goes to you. Okay, so this week going down because uh, both me- two members have lost titles this week. I'm very happy with this. Going down is the Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, so Claudio lost right. his title. Mox lost his title. Um, 
So yeah, the BCC are going down, but then going up, and I would have put these guys up last week, um, but I think it still holds true this week as well, because they uh, they went over the Hardys, and then they won the four-way match, and now they've got a match on the pay-per-view. This week oh, nice. is the Righteous. You're big on the Righteous right now, huh? Yeah, I think it's a a fresh gimmick on AEW TV, so... I'm uh, I'm happy with it, and I'm hope they get some gold. Yeah, yeah. Vin- Vincent's such a dude. He's so crazy. He's out there. Yeah, yeah. Dig, dig other, what I'm saying. The other guy's got a nice, a very, very nice boss man slam. Um, yeah, nice tongue too. He likes flicking it around. He, he does. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's your burial ground. This week, good burial ground. Blackpool Thank Combat you. Club going down. Unfortunately, I don't like to see it, but uh, you know, I I respect it. They did drop <laughs> two titles, but I mean, Danielson, he wasn't involved in that. So, <laughs> yeah, and then the righteous coming up. I like it. I like it. Anything to mention before we get out of here? No, I think that's it. I think I've said everything. All right. Well, we do want to thank you for staying with us and listening to another episode of Blood and Destroyers, an all elite wrestling podcast made possible, of course by rpgera.com want to help us grow the show subscribe and spread the word details on ways to do just that can be found in the show notes on whichever podcast app you've chosen to listen to us on and remember in the show notes will be a link to join our discord community click it join it and interact with us taking this out of the show of course it's going to be theme song of the week two weeks ago i went with the renegade twins this week, Sev, I think it's a pretty easy choice. The honor falls to you. Oh, it's, yeah, it's an easy choice. You said it in Discord, and I was like, I'm already there. I've already picked it. It's already in my notes, in big capitals. This week, uh, we're going to go with a Tony Storm's new theme. I think this is. she's now the first person that we've played three themes from on the show. <laughs> Because we yeah. played her original, then we played the UK National Anthem, and now we're doing already a new theme. But man, this is magical. It's called Somewhere in a Dream. Nice. It is just so fitting for her. Um, I popped hard when the music started on Dynamite, and I can't wait to hear it again in a event setting. So we yeah. will close out with Tony Storm's new AEW theme, once again titled Somewhere in a Dream. Now hit the music. Oh. 